0: Similar to real life intelligence agencies, the Psychonauts organization is built on shady foundations. Consider the GPC or Geodesic Psycho Isolation Chambers. After freeing Malou from the topmost chamber, he tells Raz the GPC are six sensory deprivation tanks used as solitary confinement for psychics. Thankfully, the staff haven't stuck kids in them since the 50s. However, the forbidden signage and barbed wire fencing suggested to be a secretive place, and not an especially proud one. It could just be the psychic equivalent of the Naughty Step, a place to send misbehaving kids in the hopes of rectifying bad behaviour. Or it may have been built as a prison for psychic opponents, the cells being interrogation hotboxes designed to break the enemy. According to the game's timeline, the GPC existed years before the creation of the summer camp, What exactly happened all those years ago is unknown, but the implication is clear, it wasn't too pretty. It all goes back to MKUltra. A top secret CIA project began in the 1950s, a series of experiments focused on subduing and controlling the human mind. These experiments involved procedures like hypnosis and psychic driving. The latter involved the continuous playback of a looped message. It's aimed to break down the subject's sense of self. Such procedures helped form the character of the milkman. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. The project also included the creation of secret detention camps. Here, enemy agents, and anyone else deemed expendable, were interrogated while being subject to sensory isolation. CIA's 1963 Kubark interrogation manual, Classified Secret, devotes a whole section to sensory deprivation. It suggests the use of a cell which has no light, which is soundproofed, in which odours are eliminated, etc. Such a room could rapidly produce reality-bending symptoms in the detainee, some of which include superstition, hallucinations, and delusions. Another curious effect of isolation was the regression of the subject, which led to them viewing the interrogator as a father figure. One of the forefront researchers of sensory deprivation was a Canadian professor named John Zubek. In 1959 he built a special dome, housed in the semi-soundproof chamber. Student volunteers were kept in the dome, some for up to two weeks. Many of them reported extreme feelings of worry and anxiety, as well as hallucinations. These findings later informed the interrogation methods of the CIA. Ford Sanctuary can be found hidden underground. It's one of two main underground locations in the game, only accessible Where via a secret entrance. This one serves as a secret base of operations. Holographic screens float around a central platform. On them are images of wanted criminals, locations under surveillance, geometric radar symbols, a news report, a map, and scenes of general unrest. These highlight the organization's role on the larger global stage. Their role is likely analogous to that of the main agency from the Man from UNCLE. They are responsible for maintaining political and legal order anywhere in the world. However, going by the brainy-headed appearances of the wanted men, they are more focused on psychic acts of terrorism. Agents like Sasha and Miller are pictured going on exotic globe-spanning adventures. These are rooted in a colourful world of intrigue, similar to that depicted in the James Bond novels. In some ways, Sasha resembles Fleming's original conception of Bond, the characterless secret agent. His full name Sasha-9 somewhat resembles the word assassin, this perhaps suggestive of his cool and mysterious disposition. He also appears to have adopted Bond's penchant for smoking. He almost always smokes on the job, Sometimes isolation is a good thing. It can lead to important discoveries. The colourful Miller bears a slight resemblance to Manuela from 1979 Bond film Moonraker. Both a Brazilian with long brown hair, in the habit of wearing bright orange dresses. However, Miller displays much more agency than your typical Bond girl. The term mole was introduced to the general public by John Le Carré in his 1974 novel Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. A mole is so called because he or she burrows deep into the fabric of an organisation. They are very valuable because of the many years it takes to place them. Motivations to become a mole might include disillusionment with the organization's ideology, a desire for more power, blackmail or money. One of the worst scenarios is for a top-level executive to be a mole working for the enemy. Hollis Forsyth is the second-in-command of the Psychonauts' organisation. Her second name, Forsyth, could be a pun on the word foresight, maybe hinting at a future-sight ability. Her first name, Hollis, could be a reference to Roger Hollis, the former Director General of MI5 and long-suspected Super Mole. Roger Hollis was a member of the same network of students that comprised the Cambridge Five, perhaps the most famous examples of moles. These were five men recruited as communist spies at Cambridge University, who later rose to high levels in various parts of the British government. It's these five real-life spies who served as the inspiration for Le Carre's Tinker Tailor. The book is about the hunt for a mole operating at the very top of British intelligence. Similar to Psychonauts 2, the story is set against the background of decline. The Circus, the book's fictional intelligence agency, based on MI6, it's a shrunken outfit, with the top men and women now reaching old age. Power is restricted to a select few, and there is even talk of scrapping the outfit entirely. The Psychonauts Agency is in a similar state, dealing with budget cuts as its agents feel less needed by the outside world. In Tinker Tailor, the waning influence of the organization forms the basis for the mole's betrayal. The Mole's turning point is when it becomes clear to him that his side no longer holds power on the world stage and have instead become subservient to America. He develops a deep hatred of America and resolves to undermine their power by becoming a spy for the opposing team. The Mole's intentions in Psychonauts could be similarly subversive, with the organization losing the power they once had they may feel like psychics are being ignored or worse mistreated by the outside world. The world just doesn't need us anymore! Bringing back a godlike villain of old would certainly raise their profile. Upon unleashing this terror onto the world, psychics would not only be seen as a great power, but also the dominant one. In Tinker Taylor, the protagonist Smiley must immerse himself in the old records of the circus in order to determine who the mole is. Sifting through the records allows him to discover actions inconsistent with the motivations of the agency. Following these aberrant threats eventually leads him to the culprit, however it's some time until he gets there. As the mole is set covering his tracks, files are destroyed or altered in order that he not get caught. This means the investigator must locate periphery files, those records which the mole could not have tampered with. In Psychonauts, Raz plays the role of Investigator. Instead of just written or oral archives, Raz will explore the mental archives of the institution. The brains of the founding members of the Psychonauts organization contain its institutional memory, and so a periphery file becomes a periphery brain. The jarred brain of one of the founding members lived on the shelf for 20 years, prove a key source of information, although it might be the mind of Ford Cruller which ends up playing the most pivotal role. Cruller's mind, being split into several personalities, poses a bit of a problem for the investigator. The secrets of his past exist within a tangled web of memory. The discovery of a dark secret within the heart of the institution often leads to a moral dilemma, The investigator must now decide whether the truth should be revealed to the world. As the old adage goes, some secrets are best left buried. Such a plot device is common in spy and mystery fiction. For example, in Robert Ludlam's The Gemini Contenders, the discovery of a secret parchment that can alter history leads the characters to question the price of truth. Once out, the secret may prove too dangerous, too damaging, in the end, it might be decided that the truth is best kept hidden from the world. A deep dive into the collective memory of the institution leads the investigator to the mole and reveals some dark truths along the way. After the evil plot has been crushed, the past is now seen as something to be suppressed. This is the standard sequence of events for such a spy story, yes, that should never be and it seems to provide the basic mode for the story of Psychonauts too. If they ever got out, Things would never be the same again for the psychonauts. But with psychic espionage thrown into the mix, the story welcomes more fantastical twists and turns than the average spy story. There is, for example, the possibility that some characters' brains have been altered by the machinery or villains like Dr. Loboto. There are the Mr. Grey agents like Sasha, well suited to the role of double or even triple agents. There are new interns with unknown backgrounds, with access to a vast wealth of psychic information. And there's the possibility of brain swaps, divination, shapeshifting and more playing a role in the story. Divination, or the ability to see the future, offers an obvious advantage in the game of psychic espionage. The Galochios, a family of fortune tellers, allegedly laid a watery curse on Raz's family prior to the events of the first game. They killed your crap! father, they cursed our entire family to die in water! Its final level implies they are dead. However, the second game introduces the practice of necromancy, and the Galochios seem an obvious target. It's unknown if there were any Galoccios still alive, although a blink and you miss it moment in the final level may offer a clue. Ride the veil on the Tunnel of Love and look for a door with a purple poster. It shows a mustachioed man with a brimmed hat, red-eyed and open-mouthed. Encircling his head are the figures of six drowning children. The children could be Galoccios, and the man in the middle the last remaining member, the one who laid the curse on Raz. Even more he could be the one who set the events of the first game in motion. Some speculate that he is the cloaked figure from the memory Raz's getaway. He's the one who led Raz to Risperin Rock. Given the fortune-telling capabilities of the Galoccios, might he have foreseen the events leading up to the second chapter? Vaz himself could end up being an important piece of the necromancy puzzle. Maligula is the murderous psychic villain whom the Mole plans to bring back from the dead. She's depicted as a raging eldritch monster, with a tritonite power over water, capable of turning a calm, quiet sea into a veritable tsunami. Due to her water-based superpowers, she is suspected to be a deceased member of the Galloccio family, perhaps the mother to all those dead drowned children. Her name brings to mind a range of associations, from the historical to the fantastical. Most obvious is the Roman Emperor Caligula, notorious for acting with monstrous cruelty and unusual outbursts of anger. He is the insane tyrant who tortured others for his own mere amusement. He was even said to have thrown people into the arena to be eaten by animals, just because he was bored. Of course, many of these stories are apocryphal. In a similar way, Maligula may not be quite as evil as she's purported to be. In both name and appearance, Maligula seems to draw inspiration from two classic Disney villains. Her tall, slender physique, pointed face and yellow eyes are reminiscent of Maleficent, the evil witch from Sleeping Beauty. While her purple skin and seething powers are like those of Ursula, the sea witch from The Little Mermaid. One may also see in her traces of the sea goddess Sedna, ruler of the Inuit underworld. Her outfit resembles a hooded parka, an article of Inuit clothing traditionally worn by hunters. Her uninhibited rage could also be linked to Sedna's. Sedna is a vengeful goddess. After being left to drown at sea, she became angry and distrustful of all humans. It could be that Maligula's rage is related to some past trauma just waiting to be unearthed. A further mystery is the identity of the Botto's boss. His appearance is quite literally kept in the dark. Judging from his silhouette, he appears to have a big head, perhaps shielding his massive psychic brain. He also appears to be wearing a chandelier on his head. It could be that the characters related to Vaz's mysterious past Or maybe he's one of those Brainiac supervillains with roots in the distant past of the Psychonauts' organisation. Only the third act will tell. It seems like all roads lead to Raz. That first name, Rasputin, recalls the Russian mystic Rasputin, himself said to have drowned to death in water. It could also be suggestive of his dark Galochio past. Raz's ability to read minds in the first game, left unexplained, may be traced back to that fortune-telling family. But until that final act is reached, the shadows remain, and the spies will just have to keep on spying.